Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Oi! The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kitties around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty. Awesome. Thank you. That was a pretty sad moment, though, I thought, just now, you know, when when Legends of the Game, Jimmy Brennan and Craig Forrest here were forced to watch (laughs) Amy Walsh reveal her her new special Candace Soccer alumni hoodie. And they're like, like, (laughs) where's ours? Where's our hoodie? We haven't got a hoodie. We're alumni. What happened? So, so Dubs, was that from the Sinky match? You got that? Yes. Really? Yeah. So the are, are, they, are, are they mailing Jimmy and Craig's to them? Or? Yeah, I'm sure it's in the mail. Yeah? No, I'm not. <laughs> I have a feeling they're not in the mail. <laughs> no. That's the last Puma top you get. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is nice, though. It's nice Don't worry about it, Dubs. It took me five years to get one. <laughs> I when Craig's wearing his CPL fifth year anniversary uh, toque today, he looks like Waldo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's going to be somebody's Christmas present. So <laughs> he's just warming it up. I thought I looked like Bert, oh, er- Ernie, and Bert with that my little pom pom at the top, like Bert's hair. It's true. It does a little yeah, bit, Bert. actually. You're smilier than Bert, though. Is Ernie there somewhere in bed still? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, JC's here and Wonga's here, and I'm Shams. It's Footy Prime, the podcast. Uh, we'll get to a whole ton of stuff today, actually. Mid-week this is, just so everyone knows, this is uh, three shows, two shows in one. Sorry. This just in and the foundational. We're wrapping them together. Yeah. Oh, so that means we've got to talk about last weekend's games as if well? We, if we remember. But only because Pugs Wizard has come back to be to be our friend, which we'll discuss later <laughs> in Wonger's mail sack. Yeah, on that note, um I should I'll say it now before I forget. Um please like us and subscribe us and recommend us and give us reviews. Even you, Pug Wizard, you too can uh, make up for your egregious error 
Yeah, we, we've got lots going on. We're working on a new website, everybody. Mm. So we're all going to be able to be contacted through our website at any moment's notice, which is oh. uh, you put up the, the Pugs Wizard bat signal and we'll, we'll be there. Mm. <laughs> There's a home, a home for all our bullshit Yeah, pretty soon. Hopefully by the end of this month, actually. Yep. But uh, as that gets closer, and once I figure out how to write into a PDF, we will uh, we'll get closer. That's so frustrating, PDFs. I still can't figure it out, Wonga, by the way. Oh, God. PDFs are like the easiest format. Today. It's like standardized across the way. What's so How do I write it? in it, though? How do I fill in like forms in a PDF? You open a PDF <laughs> software that wow. allows you to write into PDFs. Oh, okay. It is a thing. Well, it's funny, too, because Craig yesterday was trying to book a meeting with uh, our merch, uh, a merch opportunity. And I said, do you know how to make a calendar in in Google? And he goes, no, you'll have to show me. And we never got to that. So no. I don't know. Are we having a meeting today, Craig? <laughs> we are right now, yeah. apparently. I, well, <laughs> last minute, I ended up courtside last night at the Raptors game. Well, in your absence in Vancouver, I'm glad time. your internet's got better. <laughs> it's brutal but yeah craig sends a picture courtside man you are like you are legit courtside you actually stood up and were hanging out on the court courtside with mckechnie yeah yeah when i get those mckechnie uh tickets again i'm gonna ask for the gucci seats did they win last night no they're horrible hmm. they're pretty awful eh? yeah JC is rubbing his head because he he knows how upset upset will be in the spring. It's so it's so messed up. Here's here's a little fact for you. I know we're a fo- footy show, but the Raptors in the last ten years have the second most wins in the NBA, only behind the Golden State Warriors, Sorry. and they've won what three championships? Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. And we've won one. And but on paper we should be a great team, but on in practice we suck. Hmm. And I say we because I'm on the team. Yes, you're the little diminutive point guard. It's, yeah. like, it's like Jimmy on color. You just say we. <laughs> we, yeah. See. So, <laughs> we. so uh, Dubs, tell us. I mean, from what we saw on television, it looked pretty amazing. Big event feel. Yeah. Did it, it seems that the organizers, and give Candace like a credit, you know, we, we hammer them when needed, but they also do some things right. And it seems they got this just about right. Yeah, they really did. And I was concerned when I heard how the ceremonies were going to go, like that Sinky wearing the armband was not going to lead the team out, that she was going to be presented after the fact. And I was also worried with the way the substitution happened. Like, I think it was it was kind of genius the way that she came out 12 minutes into the second half. Um, which I only realized after the fact. Um, but then at that point, Sophie comes on and there's the exchange of armband and Sophie gets to wear the armband for the rest of the game. And I thought at that point, you know, are they, are you stealing from the ovation that Sinky would get if she's subbed off for somebody else who's not being honored? And is, you know, is Sophie being properly recognized as well? Because that's sort of lost in the ovation for Sink. But I think that they, like Bev's decision to do that, the event planning, Canada soccer, everything around it, it did have a buzz. Like it was a palpable buzz even before people came into the stadium that, you know, just that the game was really, really meaningful. And there was the right amount of pomp and circumstance. And I think that Sinky really was at a point in her career 
as a player, but I think also, I don't want to say maturity, but, you know, was able to let it wash over her properly, you know, and, and earlier on in her career, I don't think she would have been in a, in a spot where she would be comfortable, comfortable enough to receive all of that. So you could see, you know, the discomfort at times and that was expected, but I, but I think she really was able to, to recognize it. And, you know, the fans saw that as well. So the, they, all the right notes were, were hit. And then I think like the guard of honor, having the 2012 players who were there um, and just the individuality shining through and you're able to see what made each of them special, even though I think it was mostly about about Sinclair, um, but I think Aaron McLeod was honored properly. Sophie was honored properly, and uh, and they got the win. So that was great too. I think that really mattered to all three of them. But it was a wonderful night, unforgettable. I think for everybody who was there. Yeah, we should make it clear that that she didn't want to do this, right? I think when Aaron McLeod came out <laughs> onto the uh, first, she she's so she's so lively, Aaron. Oh, and she's she the best. I yeah. Just kind of like high needed out to where they were having the ceremonies, like her arms kind of pumping in the air. Like that was just Aaron, which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So different from Christine. Yeah. This is really difficult right now. Sorry, because Craig's about six seconds behind us. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he stopped right now. But yeah, it's a valid point because Sinky did not want to do this. Let's make that clear. She made it pretty clear in, in the interviews, right? Um, but she was convinced that this is what Canada wants, essentially. Mm. And those close to her wants, right? So she did. She she kind of muscled through it, I guess, is the way to say it, right? But now it's finished. It's done. And that's got to be a bit of a relief, too, for, for Beth Priestman, doesn't it, Dubs? A little bit? In that there's no obligatory call up now for Kristen Sinclair, no matter where she's at with her game. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure to give her minutes. You can actually really now move forward now and move on with, uh, I won't say the new generation because it's still some real veterans in that team, obviously, but without having that, and I say this word the best way possible, that ballast, right? We have you got a superstar who's on the, at the end of their career, it's tough to say goodbye and the coach being the person to force that. So do you think in some ways Beth Prisman is a little bit relieved now she can really start moving forward with a clean slate? Yeah, I think so. I think it's less about managing, um, you know, that superstar and that massive presence that that Sinky was. And in a way, as you know, as you said it, you put it delicately, like to use a negative word, but like it's it sort of overshadowed everything. And so now I think she really does have a chance to to look ahead, to have her eyes on on Paris and and getting players the minutes that they that they need, calling different players in to get looks. Um, and I thought that, you know, having Sophie there, having Sink there and giving them those minutes so that they they got clapped up the way that they deserved. I thought, you know, w- with Australia, I mean, it was that five nil win in Langford. It was a. Uh, it was a completely different 11. Like it was definitely their B squad. And then, so now this is basically the team that ran them 4-0 and, and booted them out of the World Cup in Australia, uh, save for Mackenzie Arnold and Nett. So I thought this is a bit risky. Like you have this, this great environment, this great setting, great energy and atmosphere at BC Place, but the air could go out of it awfully quick, you know, if this Australian side is allowed to sort of um, run roughshod over this team. And, but to, to Canada's credit, um, I think it was a bit of a stalemate in the, in the first half, um, but did very well. 
Um, they they played really well, and 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 Quinn gets that goal, and you see Sinky mouthing, "Thank you for scoring," <laughs> you know. And and I think Vanessa Gill should have put them up two goals. That goal should have counted. I think someone said it was a foul actually on Kadisha Buchanan, which is why it was called off. It wasn't Gill winning it over over the goalkeeper, but. Um, yeah, Canada w- was convincing. I think that is what you you look at, like that those players got their due. But then also for Bev Priestman, this is three wins in a row. Um, you know, they really turned things around. Brave decisions that Bev made post that World Cup. They look tactically fluid. They look comfortable. They're able to sort of use the players in a way that gets the best out of this squad. And then she has something really to build on um, looking at the Olympics. Do you feel guilty, Dubs, for you know making it about yourself and and stealing the spotlight? Making it about myself? What do you mm. mean? Well, you're all over Twitter right now. You're everywhere. You know, every every fan at the game apparently got a selfie with Amy Walsh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Literally everyone. That's right. I was feeling a little bit je- jealous that I wasn't in that 2012 squad that got to be part of that guard of honor, and I was robbed of that. So I had to make it about me. Yeah. 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 You know but, me so uh, well. There were some wool shirts, though, in attendance, eh? The supporters' yeah. club was out in force. It was great. Yeah. Carrie Ryan was, was looking very, very swish in her Walsh jersey. I met, I met Chris Corrigan. I got a Swan Guardian down. scarf. What's that for us? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, some of them were taped on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there was, a, with apologies to Atiba, there was an Atiba jersey that somebody had t- was Jim. I think McClellan is his last name. I mm, met him. Yes. And he taped it over with Walsh and then dubs in parentheses. <laughs> and he came down. I was like, well, I got to sign it for you. And then he was like, okay, cool. apologies, everybody in the, in the vicinity. And he went, he went bare chested <laughs> and, and handed me the jersey. Oh, like, I, I, thought you, I thought you signed his chest. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> No, that's great. No, that's we great. just had to pass the jersey down because I couldn't get up to where he was. Mm-hmm. So it was great. Everybody appreciated it. That's amazing. Now you know, I think it's nice to also that that even Joey Barton's weighed in on women's soccer this week oh, and was a special. Fucking hell, Joey Barton. So Joey Barton, you know, if you don't know who Joey Barton is, just just Google him. He's a, he's rather a a live wire, really good footballer in his time too, but a controversial figure to say the least. And he's come out. He's been quiet for a while, so I guess he's come out to piss some people off. Uh, shall I read the tweet out? Give him some some airtime here? Yeah, sure. why not? Let's have why some not? fun. Misogyny is um, always good. Yeah, women shouldn't be talking with any kind of authority in the men's game. Come on, let's be serious. It's a completely different game. If you don't accept that, we'll always see things differently. The women game, women's game is thriving. Fantastic to see. I cannot take a thing they say serious in the men's <laughs> arena. <laughs> What are you doing, Joey? Why even throw that compliment in there? I know. Like, just make it all negative. It's thriving, but it's a different sport. So <laughs> That's right. What does that even mean exactly? You can't talk about another sport? It's pretty much the same sport. Same rules. <laughs> same dynamics. And, and quite honestly, and we've said this before, but some of the, the women broadcasters who are making a name for themselves now are fantastic. Like, really, really good. And that's, I'm not saying that in a patronizing way, even though it really sounds fucking patronizing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to come out that way. Kind of did. They did really, really well. Well Good done, for you. Amy. Women. You've done really well lately, Amy. <laughs> Congratulations. You. You've really, you've really found your way. And, you know, we had our, we had our druthers. 
<laughs> but <laughs> if he had his brothers, way. yeah, yeah. I love no, the there'd be no women calling, there'd be no women pundits. And he actually followed up that tweet this morning oh. by saying that, you know, his point is, is made or confirmed because all of the men who are out there as pundits, as ex-players, has not he's they have not come to the defense of you know the Karen Carneys and the Kelly Smiths of the world um, who who are pundit the Jill Scotts no one's come to their defense no one said boo so he's he's saying that that's sort of confirming his stance really but no one's no one's defended his stance either have they that was really well said Amy mm. yeah. well, you're doing well Oh, I, thank you. <laughs> I want to make sure she knows she's doing well. <laughs> doing God, well. keep it up. Keep it up, kid. Keep it up. What do you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jimmy, do you? Uh, you must have played against Joey Barton at some point. Yeah. And any memories? Well, yeah, look, everybody knows what Joey Barton's like. He's very controversial. He loves to stir the pot. <laughs> And when something comes up, you know, he's he's in there and he, he'll be tweeting. He's probably having a little giggle as well, sitting there with his mates going, look at this. Look at the attention we're getting here from this one. But he's always been like that. He's always seems to be in the papers and the, the headlines for the for the wrong reasons, doesn't he? he? He does seem to like being attacked, doesn't he? Yeah. He does seem that way. He, he does these things. He gets bored. Yeah, he's actually quite an interesting. Whether you love him or hate him, he's actually an interesting figure. If you follow his career and you look at some of his interviews, he's got things he's to quite, say about. He's a quite lot clever. Of he's quite clever. Yes, he's, he's not dumb. Despite no, that, no. that tweet. Are we sure? No, no, he's <laughs> a very, very intelligent guy at times. Hmm. Well, well now that this is more than just a wind-up, though. He's I don't not know, you know what, people now, up. Now, Jimmy he's said that. I'm he's wondering now. Mm-hmm. He's under something. It, it might be a wind-up. Like I'm really poor you. in poor taste. It's but that is kind of what Joey Button does. Mm-hmm. It could be that he's sitting at the pub with his mates and just let's cause some shit shit storm here for no apparent reason. Let's get my name yeah. back out there. Mm. Mm. I'm not giving him that much credit. No, fair enough. You don't know him. Oh, you know him super well. I know what he's like in his character, yes. Okay. Look no, him up. Look him up and follow a bit of I, what he's yeah. all about, and you'll see. I didn't know he existed until yesterday. So I just thought he was. Did you ever see the interview when he was playing in France? And he was there for like. Remind me. Remind me. And then he started talking with a French accent. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember that. I also remember after he retired, he did an interview with the BBC walking around some art museum. And actually, he's apparently, well, whether he is or not, it could be a wind up, he's into art. And there's Joey Barton, who's kind of seen as a bit of a thug even though he's not necessarily. Um, and he's got strong opinions about various paintings at this museum. I've got to find that. It's really quite funny. And like, holy shit, really? And he sounds quite intelligent there as well. Mm. Anyway. paint by numbers? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dubs, as we know, we, we shouldn't judge people on one tweet. Mm-hmm. This is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, right. <laughs> oh, I've got another line there, but I'm not going to say it because I it's know. really funny. But it might, yeah, we'll, we'll say it off air. Say it from the dark web. It's a really good line, but I just got fuck. I wish I could say it. <laughs> oh, okay, remind me when we shut down. Okay, to, to the great line I could say, but I won't. All right, um, all right, football this week. 
Hey, City lost. It's Aston Villa 1 0. Um, Pep Guardiola post match was awesome. Hey, by the, by the way, Sharms, did you hear and did you guys read that Tejan Buchanan could be getting yeah, a move to Man that. City? To Man City? To Man yeah. City. Yeah. Apparently, who's Pep's after him big time? Wait, let me look this up. Where do you, where do you see this? Wherever you uh, like. Yeah. Joey Barton tweeted it. <laughs> yeah. He was being controversial. Yeah. No, I saw it as well. There's no yeah. need for Canadians in the Premier League. <laughs> no uh, more foreigners in the Prem. Yeah. As I look this up, um, so post-match Pep was asked, so us, uh, Villa, a legitimate tile contender, and he was effusive in his praise. He said, yes, absolutely. Look at everything I do, from the defending to the attacking to the coaching to the was it mid block high press blah 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 pep talk uh he goes yeah they are and right now they're third in the table they've been i think third best in the league since unai Emery took over well over a year ago now they're just beating man city 22 to 2 shots in villa's favor which is unbelievable yeah. it's, it's not so much villa getting the 22 shots but it's it's containing man city to two shots it might be an off day for Man City, but I don't know, Craig. I mean, this this to me looks like a legitimate force now in, in the Premier League in Aston Villa, does it not? It's quite amazing what Emery's doing, isn't it? We've known him so well in the, the Europa League and how successful he's been there. And then he got that move to Arsenal and, you know, it doesn't always work out for managers, but he's clearly an exceptional manager and gets the very best out of everybody that he gets a hold of because I look at that Villa squad and they're a good squad, but it, you know, I guess every year you get somebody that surprises and gets up at the top of the table or you're in that top four or five that sort of, you know, threaten there. But something different about this Villa side, they look really resilient and playing some terrific football. And the confidence is, is sky high. And they're, they're doing incredible things. I think Emery's got a record too, as far as a certain amount of games with, Averaging two points a game in the Premier League, it's it's quite astonishing. Like it's different level. I never saw that coming. Mm-hmm. And actually, another stat to that for us is I, I saw the Athletic post. Unai Emery's won thirty one of his first fifty games in charge of Villa, whereas Pep won twenty nine of his first fifty at City. That's pretty remarkable. That really is, yeah. So, does that make Unai Emery a target? for other clubs is that is it time for villa fans to start worrying about that now or should they just enjoy this at the moment i'm pissing all over on their parade right now i'm sorry yeah but let's be honest at the beginning of the season this team was our dark horse this is a team Mm -hmm. that we said was going to be up there trying to get a champions league place so i don't think it's a massive surprise this was the one team that we thought is definitely going to be competing this year they've got some good pieces in place they're playing good football and they deserve to be there. But now we're saying, are they actually, you know, tile contenders? I was worried. This a- I was just worried at the opening game of the season. I think it was Newcastle away and Villa got absolutely thrashed. I was right. like, oh, hold on a minute. Our dark horse. But yeah, that's, that is true. I actually remember that. Yeah. But they bounced back and I don't know. I mean, listen, they are, they are solid. They got, like you said, no superstars just yet, but they're just a solid team with depth. Good young players, breakout players. Ollie Watkins is having a breakout season, I think it's fair to say, at the moment. Douglas Luiz is just incredible and a target for some big, big clubs. But Villa is a big club, and we shouldn't forget that. And if they can get a run of Champions League seasons under their belt, 
that's some good money coming in there. So they'll do all they can to retain Unai Emery. And listen, there's no rumors about him going anywhere, but you know how football works. It's simple as that. Yeah. And when Pep starts singing your praises, it really kind of helps your your currency on the market. See, that goes back to that, that question that we always say is, you know, when a manager's doing well, is the grass always greener? He was at Arsenal. Now he's at Villa. He's in a good spot. He's building the club or building the team that he wants, playing the football that he wants. And he's he's developing a culture there. Why would you want to leave? And I get it. You know, somebody's going to come in there and splash the big bucks. But then again, you know, it could be the same as, uh, what's his name, that left Brighton and went to Chelsea for the big bucks. And all of a sudden now you're yeah, out of a job for the last couple of years. Graham Potter. So I think sometimes, yeah, when you're at it, when you're at somewhere, you're comfortable, you're you're building a culture. Why leave? And rich. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's rich, but that only lasts for so long. Meaning, um, you're only going to be you're not going to be happy all the time, are you? Unless, yeah, well, you could also get a terrible drug addiction, and then there goes the money. Yeah. But as far as we know, Uno Emery hasn't got a drug addiction, so he <laughs> should be all right. A couple of divorces to do it. Mm-hmm. I think for Villa, it's less, okay, yeah, they were a dark horse, and now maybe people are gunning for them a little bit more, but I think it's almost the flip side of that. I think it almost gives a blueprint of how to go at City, you know, the way that, that yeah. Villa really controlled the tempo, overloaded centrally, and forced Pep to adjust to them, which you, you don't really see a whole heck of a lot, and they really struggled with that. So it, credit it could, to Villa. It could be an off season four city possibly but at the same time they usually find themselves after christmas right city and they they try things they experiment they have new players coming in playing different positions pep doing pep things for half the season and they stay in the mix and then it all clicks and kevin de bruyne is going to be like a the old cliched new signing when he returns pretty good new signing yeah, so I, I, I still have them as my favorites to win the whole thing. And they are still the bookies' favorites, TonyBet.ca. Still have them at minus 107 to win the whole thing. Villa's fourth favorites to win the whole title, by the way, at this point. They're, they're favorites over Spurs, over Newcastle, which says it all right. These are two teams, Newcastle and Spurs. Who's third? It's Arsenal and who else? Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of wind-ups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, Wanga, you got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. My but yeah, I mean, listen, I, I love it. I think it's refreshing to have a new, you know, force in that top four and hopefully it continues. And there's no reason to think it won't continue, right? Because they've been doing it. They've been slowly building, building, building since they fired Steven Gerrard, who was supposed to be the uh, the salvation for this club, once great club to return to former glories, right? And had said they didn't have the players to do it, right? Famously or infamously. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out they actually do. Uh, United, they beat Chelsea 2-1. Poch, um, he says, what's his quote here? Um, it was, uh, a, yeah, this is kind of weird. It was difficult at the start. They showed massive energy. Maybe we were affected because we played Sunday with one less player for 60 minutes with similar players. So he's saying fatigue was the reason because they had a man sent off on Sunday. Is that just grasping at excuses here? It is, yeah? Yeah. Especially when you've got a squad of 40 players (laughs) and spent all the money that you've spent. You're telling me you don't have another player that can come in there and do a job? (laughs) Who the fuck is he kidding? (laughs) 
So is he maybe taking the blame there in an indirect way? Saying like, it's my fault. I went with players who were fatigued and maybe I should have rotated my squad a bit more. Yeah, I think he's just trying to protect the players. Saying, look, the boys are all fatigued. We struggled a little bit today. So dealt with it better. But really, at the end of the day, they weren't good enough. Will you tell no. me, footballers, you tell me like when you play uh, an hour, a downer man or woman, uh, on, on a given day, how much more does it take out of you compared to playing full strength? Yeah, it does. Of course it does. You're doing extra running. You're working harder. It does take a, a toll on you, but you've got all the resources to recover the way that you need to recover. It's not like they're playing uh, a day later, or two days mm-hmm. later. They, they've got time to recover. Did you guys ever like use a, before, you got a massive squad like you can shuffle players and move them around. Did you guys ever use uh, like anything like an oxygen chamber for recuperation or anything like that? Uh... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jimmy, you've done an ice bath, though. Yeah. Yeah. Hyper, yeah. you, but you have never done a hyperbaric or anything like that, which is... I never, no. no. Like we had, towards the end, we had them. You could use them if you wanted to, but I never, I didn't no use No old it. school, Jimmy. No. Ice bath, that was it. Get out. Yeah, same. Ice bath. How, how long will you dip into an ice bath for? For recuperation dubs? What's the uh, the going rate? I feel like 10 or 15 minutes. And then we'd also do like Epsom salts. Have some oh, yeah. salt baths. Yeah. Would you like light a candle and read a book as well while you're in there? No, we would set it up. So martini. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, sometimes I'd have a beer in the ice bath. <laughs> <laughs> if it, especially if it was post-game. I have like a snack. I have some chips and some beer in the you ice put bath. Some old, to make old time Motown, pass some old quicker. soul in there, some Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> some right. yeah Talking your time you. right your really time. deserve this amy no there was there's nothing sexy about an ice bath let's get it's it on. there's really not let's get it on <laughs> thanks jimmy Just, was it was he the, the uh, um jp's russian teammate called it um goose oh. skin goose skin yeah just yeah. goose skinned up <laughs> nothing romantic about that no, Is and it? some people like their their feet and their ankles would be really sensitive to the cold, so you'd wear like your oldest pair of socks to just protect your feet. It was always okay. But just go in there with be... the sliders and a sports bra. But the socks would they're not waterproof, are they? No, it's but it would be like a little extra. 
It does. Layer, it or maybe it was like a it, mental thing. It's got to be a like mental. It can't insulate you. As no, it does. Inside the bath. It, it does. It, it depends if it traps uh, some oxygen, then it it's actually a, does warm. It's not yeah. a wetsuit. I'm just saying, <laughs> it, it, there, it does make a difference. They taught us that in lifeguarding, that the clothes can sometimes help you last a little longer. Just so you know. I don't know. Maybe that's it's changed. Maybe physics has changed. Maybe physics has changed. That's why you want yeah, right. you never you never get naked during sex. Prophylactic. Right. Give me a body prophylactic, please. <laughs> Can you at least take your pants off? I gotta fly. I need a No, body. there's oxygen oh, in there. I can't cut them off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, ice bath stories. I like ice bath stories. They're, they're, I keep trying to do cold shower in the morning. I do it like once. And? And then I do it like once. Apparently, it's really good for you. Great for it your is. immune system. Yeah. As you can tell, it's working for me. No, you look Each a million lira. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what else do we have here? Oh, yeah, Scott McTominay scored two more goals for United. huh? Top scorer for United. And people just, he's like the, the subject of ridicule. for. I don't know why. He's a really good player. Now, he's not known as being a goal scorer. It's more of a statement on United. I think that he's your top goal scorer. But I think it's, it's it's unfortunate that he's being kind of this this caricature now. Oh, Scott McTominay, the goal scorer, like good for him. Someone's got to score those bloody goals. And United well, won the game. Yeah, well, it's not going to be Bruno Fernandez with that ridiculous oh, run up hates, for that penalty. She hates oh, Bruno Fernandez. I really do. <laughs> Can I just Charles say? Thought we like to come around a bit on him, and then I was like, the next game, I was like, oh fuck, no, he's the worst. <laughs> but United. They're they're lurching around at sixth, and everyone's been talking about their demise this year, and they're just floating around there. If they run off three or four good matches, and they've been playing a little stronger lately, they're you know they're in the top four all of all of a sudden. So it's it's quite interesting how it's been a little over exaggerated when BH Brighton Hove Albion was killing it. They kind of sunk back. They lost. They beat Brentford yesterday to get back on the winning track. But oh, I know. I watched. I watched the prem yesterday. Steve Chang's been doing some. Research. Oh, Steve Chang's been doing his homework. Dan Wong doesn't know what's happening. But Steve Chang does. <laughs> and then, and then, even seeing Arsenal struggle at Luton, and I know Luton. What a great pitch to watch that match, though. Sorry, I'm changing it up a little bit, Charms. But that Luton match, with how close it is. It's literally like old school, like camera work. The ball looks like it's coming right at you. Anyways, sorry, Sharms. Losing no, no, you're talking excellent. about the ball coming at you, yeah? Yeah, yeah ball's he's coming out of my face. Like he's about to it's get like, teabagged. It's like sleeping with Jimmy, <laughs> cuddling with Jimmy. You're always dodging balls. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, you played there before, though. You said it before, yeah. Kenilworth Road, right? I mean, from TV yeah. stuff, so it looks like you're right on the field. Does it feel that way when you're on the pitch? Yeah, so it's tight. It's a tight venue. Very, very old school stadium. Tight, tight venue. It is good. The crowd, the crowd are excellent there as well. How close are, if you're at the sideline, how actually close, like, are you two bodies away? 12 feet, like, can someone throw an egg at you? Could someone throw an egg at you? Yeah, yeah. You're they're right. they're really close. You know, some stadium, an egg at Amy. Some stadium. <laughs> she's so too popular. The distance in bodies. She's too popular. Two bodies away? No, I'm jealous that? of you. I'm envious. <laughs> <laughs> You're turning into Joan Jet. We're just the Blackhearts. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll do the album cover and I'll be front That's and center. Right. You guys will be blurred in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think if the supporters club had their way, that it would be exactly what it'd be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, back to United. So they've banned certain reporters from the pre-match press conference yesterday or post-match, one of the two. Anyway, press conference. And I, I mean, they're, they're saying it wasn't fair. You got all these allegations about various things in the room and you didn't call us for context or for, I think you are being destroyed. You're being hammered by the media right now. Nothing's going right for you. Um, you, You've blown so many big news stories over recent years and and by banning the media, you think that's going to help? I mean, it seems such a naive thing to do. That's not going to help your cause, these guys, banning them. And there were some pretty well-known journalists, good journalists, were, were banned from the room. And I don't think it's up to a journalist necessarily to, to ask for reaction when you're breaking a story. They're, they are obviously pretty um, strong with their sources. They're not just making shit up, the guys they mentioned, because they are good journalists, right? I think it's just, again, a mistake from Manchester United to do this. Are they well within their rights to do that? Are there no regulations in the Premier League in terms of access for journalists? Yeah, they might get in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. Sure I get the, like, the knee-jerk reaction to want to be protective of your team, but if it, there's nothing slanderous about it, you're just you're fucking yourself over in the long you're, run. You just end up looking at TFC, bad. Amy? Your TFC? <laughs> hey, right. end of year. Let's get JMO out there. <laughs> yeah. we'll send an email. Yeah. One to one person. Oh, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's be honest. If the press are hammering you, things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. Things are not going well, and that's why they're coming at you. And they'll hear things, rumors, they'll make assumptions, and they'll write their stories. But that's where you as a club, you as a head coach, you have to sit in front of them and deal with it and answer those questions and tell them exactly what's going on. It's the best way to do it. You just can't ban them because then all of a sudden now they'll, they'll just start writing their own stuff and make it even worse. Yeah, precisely, right? I, I love right? it when you but, see those, those old managers and they'll focus on a reporter for a story that he wrote and we'll just hammer them in the press conference. Yeah. They're amazing, those, those. That's the opportunity, be. right? Fight That's back. your opportunity. Like if you did something, you wrote something, I, sh- I should be sitting in front of you, Sharms, and saying, Sharms, why'd you write that? You were wrong in what you wrote. And here's what actually happened. Yeah, and then you deal with it, and then you know, in a in a roundabout way, you're kind of building the relationship as well with that individual, because mm-hmm. now you and you that... diffuse it in a way, right? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and you, I think you gain respect that way, as well, face to face, eye to eye. I was going to say man to man, that's sexist, person to person, but that's how you deal with conflict, isn't it? You don't just ignore and say no, you're not welcome, unless it's unless it's personal. If some some reporter's personal and has no basis for an attack, then yeah, they're not worth your time. I get that. But these guys weren't. These guys are actually legitimate you know, reporters, Sky Sports, I think the yeah. Telegraph. <clears throat> so, like, yeah. I would love to know the conversation, though, because <laughs> you, you ban them, and then when do you bring them back in? Is it a phone call? Do they say, hey, I read your article, not bad. You're more than welcome to come back <laughs> into the stadium. Think about the makeup sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do they notify them that they're allowed to come back in it's the, the next press conference is amazing it's the best press conference of ever ever oh the anger it's great oh 
makeup press conferences are the best press conferences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I wonder what it is. Is it is it a game? Is it like you've suspended them for one game or three games yeah, and right? they're serving oh, no, your like, red card ban and, and then, then they come, what come if back? You invite, if you invite them back and they, they say, no, no, I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you anymore. <laughs> I don't want to come back. I'm not coming yeah. back. Oh, no please. one covers them. Oh, and like in a, in a year from now, you realize, where, where the hell is Eric Ten Hag? Oh, he was fired six months ago. No one, <laughs> no, no one was covering the team. <laughs> we banned them all. Yeah. yeah, I know. But they won the game, so good for United. Although it was against Chelsea. The most inconsistent team in the Premier League, I think. Where the um, fuck is Forrest? Is he coming back him. or what? No, he's, he's not. We he's probably got a Windows out. update. I was, <laughs> I was so looking forward to chatting with him. I know. I feel like it's I been a while. Yeah. I've we keep saying it wrong. We've got to get it sorted out because it's, it's all fun and games, but actually it's really frustrating to listen to if you're a listener. I'll bet you a tenor he's back in his bed. <laughs> with, his, with his two gone. <laughs> with that somebody's going to get for Christmas. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And a rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> With his feet uh, yeah. hanging off the bed. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Playing with his rubber ducky. Something about, I don't know, I won't go there again. All right. Um, Liverpool beat the Blades 2 nothing. Chris Wilder in charge. They finally fired Paul Heckenbottom this week. First manager fight of the season. It's quite late mm-hmm. in, in the season. Um, mm-hmm. Liverpool did it without Jean Matip, who did his ACL last weekend. Mm-hmm. He's done for the season. Probably done at Liverpool as well. He's a free agent end of this campaign. 32 years of age. They were probably going to move on from him, which is a real shame, Dubs, because this guy was... I've been a huge fan of his since mm-hmm. he arrived in, I think, 2016, wasn't it? 2015, mm-hmm. round there, mm-hmm. from Germany. There. Just a no-nonsense, Just, but he's actually quite graceful. But doesn't no no flash for a centre back, but just gets the job done, doesn't he? Wonderful footballer. Yep, gutted for him, and it's not good for Liverpool because at this point you're then you're calling on Kanade right to finish to shore up that back line, and I'm not sure that you're getting the same the same type of profile. Even though Matip, like you said, is is no nonsense, just does everything well. Simply. I worry sometimes about Kanate and his ability to to cover and his and his pace. Um, even even though I think it was a, a video early on in the season when the ratings came out for EA Sports, and apparently he is quite quick once he gets going. But it's maybe just the long loping strides where yeah. he gives the appearance that he's not very fast, and the guys like were just taking locomotive. the piss out of him. But he's 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 really well liked, right? Yeah, at, at the club. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's good. Yeah, well, yeah. So he must be good. It must be good. Yeah, yeah. No, no man, this but, is, but Matip decent. was great. Sorry, um, I was just going to say that analysis was brought to you and endorsed by Joey Barton. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is brought to you by Joey Barton. <laughs> just a world of hurt. Um, any other results? Uh, your boys, Forrest, Jimmy. Five nothing losers to. Uh, who was it? Totally forget. Someone. It was Fulham. 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 Thank you. Fulham, yeah. Fulham. And on the weekend, our Tony Bet parlay, they crushed us on that too. Although Pittsburgh Steelers losing to Tampa Bay and are losing to St. Louis beat I mean Arizona, sorry. Although I believe the supporters club won there. <laughs> they did. They did. So they won us some money. Is that back to back they won? No. No, they let us down a lot recently. Oh. When was the last one they won? Wasn't it 
No, we won like three weeks ago or two weeks ago, and then they won won last weekend. Yeah, last weekend they won. Yeah. And And most recently, Jimmy, you've been letting us down. Your betting's been shocking. Yes, it has been. You're being Um, stop going with teams that you played for. Just mm-hmm. keep them out because you're you're who did, you're, who did I go for last it, time? You went for you went for you forest. went with the Leafs. No, no, Leafs and Forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have. Yeah, have. And I think you went. I think you went Forest the week before as well. He did. He went with Forest twice in yeah, a row. That's right. I told you, I'm, I'm not betting on Forest again. So I didn't. Well, you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> no, <that's the> last <laughs> one. I didn't bet the the Forest Fulham game. No, no, no. no but last no, weekend, no. though, you beat last weekend was our last footy picks, and you picked Forest. And I picked four. Fuck you, right? <laughs> so when, you, when you said that you wouldn't pick them again, you did last time. Yeah, I'm no longer yeah, going to invest in Moon Moonstone and Moon Real Estate. He's going to buy. Forest lost two one, Jimmy. You had bet on them. Yeah, that that's game. right. Yeah, Dubs got okay, Dubs no won this week. She got France beating Austria. Oh, nice. And uh, and uh, JC, you got Ipswich, right? And uh, we lost Forest. We lost Villa. I, I had Villa beating Bournemouth, which they should have done. All this love for mm. fair for freaking Villa. They drew Bournemouth and uh, and Pittsburgh, of course. But the supporters club bailed us out with three wins. So we're up to $535. Nice. Right now. Well, I, you know what? We were just talking about uh, international there. The Olympic qualifying Britain, England. Sorry, England getting not making the Olympics. That's quite the shock, right, Amy? Yes, and sort of the scenarios going into that. So in order for Scotland to increase their chances of of making it or like for Team GB to make it, they had to sort of roll over to England because England had to. So it was at the same time the Netherlands were playing Belgium and England had to have at least a a better than a three goal differential than the Netherlands won by. Okay. And then there were two I, goals that came in injury time. So despite England winning 6-0 and Lucy Bronze gets the intel really late in the game because she's playing on that flank from um, Wiegmann that they need a goal. And she like storms up the pitch and she gets a goal. Um, so they think they've done enough. And then they're in the huddle and they're watching it and, and unfold. And every, like she drops to her knees and, and, and that's it. But I mean, really, they were poor in qualifications. So like they, they did what they had to do in that game. But the Netherlands come through. So France out of those three teams now. So it's France, the Netherlands, Spain and Germany. France gets the bye because they're hosting. And then only two of those remaining three teams will make the Olympics because it's still just 12 teams that qualify. But it's a really still meaningful tournament for for the women's game. I know Forrest here would, if he was here, he would say, you know, the Olympics, they're going to shift it probably to U23 or like U20 for women. But it's not that yet. It's not what it is for the men. Um, it's still a really important international tournament. And for Team GB to not be there, um, they will get rest. That's the argument, like with the women's game, all of these fixtures. But you want to be competing at these tournaments, and they won't get to do that. I'm confused, though, and and I know I'm always confused. Mm-hmm. So Team GB oh, yeah. God. versus, <laughs> I don't understand, like, how were Very they good. qualifying Scotland and England? Was one of those teams going to be Team GB? Is that what it was? Be a combined team. Yeah, it's combined. Oh, okay. But mainly England. Yeah, and, and Wiegmann was named as, as the coach. Mm. But now no Team GB. It is and really realistically, so the, the only player from, from Scotland with Caroline Weir, 
um, being out. She did her ACL the, in this year. Um, it was just Cuthbert from Scotland who realistically had a shot of making that team. And but Andy still. Robertson. Right. <laughs> yes, of course. Maybe Scott McTominay has uh, uh, some depth in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm, maybe. Some goal scoring depth right. in midfield. <laughs> yeah, it is weird though. It is. Um, listen, almost out of time. Frank Lampard might be on his way to Charlotte. Oh, Too bad Craig's not here to talk about that. I know. <laughs> Jimmy can get angry though. <laughs> Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, get angry, can you? Grr. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he's a big name. Let's hire him. Uh, maybe Dean Smith could get the job as well. That's the rumor right now. But anyway, uh, have you seen? I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But Deitch um, had his meet and greet press conference at Detroit this past week. He Did must be so sick of all the media. Speaking of someone who gets to, like, he, you could tell he was on a uh, he was on a morning show, and they were. I think it was a morning show. It seemed quite morningish. And the the anchors, the hosts were grilling him, just regular chat. And he's so he can come off so charming, and he was incredible. He's amazing with the media, but at the same time, you're we're sitting lost. there going, "When, when it, yeah, when is the real Deech coming out?" Because I know, the- I know, Morning Deech. I've done yeah. many an early show with Morning Deech, <laughs> and Morning Deech isn't than- usually that jovial. <laughs> that, no, longer that made me laugh. It looked like a morning show. What was it? <laughs> Good morning, Detroit. (laughs) Exactly. What gave it away? (laughs) Two white people talking about weather. There there was a black woman and a white guy, and it's like they were just talking about uh, Detroit FC's amazing fans and how the culture there and enthusiasm is. Everyone's excited about Deech being there. So it seems like it was a good move for him, and he's only four hours down the road, so it'll be interesting for us. Well, we'll see how preseason Deech is compared to regular season Deech. <laughs> we should go to the home opener. Level goes up. Mm-hmm. We should. It'd be yeah. fun. We actually, we no should. Actually, we should actually drive there. It's not that far. No, it's far no. enough. But uh, yeah, it's no. There really is no excuse. Their fans are awesome. Really, really good. All right. Well, let's let's make a plan. Let's do some uh, some live content from Deech's first game for Detroit FC. Detroit City FC. Uh, hey, Wanga, do you before we leave? Do you have the email? Oh, about. Pugs Wizard. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Well, Pugs Wizard, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that the one you're talking about? No, the, the Finland one. Oh, yes. It's really good, I actually. that one. Let me just see. Yeah. Give me two secs. We, we learned stuff from a listener. First time ever that one of our listeners has educated us on anything. <laughs> you're not <laughs> making friends. <laughs> <laughs> they know I love them. You found it yet? I did. Finland. Okay. So, well, from, while Wonger's from, looking, I forgot to say that I got to meet Forrest's sister, Lori, too. Oh, right? yeah? That's yeah, amazing. and Carrie Ryan's Bill. I got to meet Bill, and so I said Chris Corrigan was there, Rob Anyone? and Jamie from the Voyagers. Who was the, the biggest arsehole out of all those people you mentioned? Nobody. They're all lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and well done again, the Voyagers, for those TIFOs. They were incredible. incredible. Oh, that's cool. Bravo. Well done. And they also gave, they gifted... Sink and Aaron and Soph with um they had paddles made for them. <laughs> Blank stairs. Paddles? <laughs> like yeah. paddling your bottom? Like a wooden paddle. No, like, no. like, like you would paddle a canoe with. Oh, yeah. can, oh. I, honestly, I thought the same thing. I thought cinemasochism as well. Yeah. First thing in my mind there. I think that's on you guys. I, I was thinking Animal me. House. 
I, I found animal house. Please, sir, may I have oh, another? No. Please, no, sir, may I have another? Not those. <laughs> All right. I was singing ping pong. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Or padel, which is much like pickleball, but it's the uh, European version. <laughs> padel? Yeah. That's where the emphasis is on the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan Laycock, me. Alan Laycock emailed us. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> what? You are ridiculous. You know that? <laughs> oh, just me? You are ridiculous. <laughs> she is. Like, grow up for fuck's sakes. Come on. His name's Laycock? That's a pretty common name. Is it? Yes. It's a good name. It's a popular work well at Mars, <laughs> as opposed to myself, lame cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's my nickname. That's what the wife calls me. Yeah. Anyway, lame sorry. Cock. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> a, a few weeks ago now, the topic of Finland the being a cock. part of Scandinavia popped up in a few episodes. It was determined that Finland is a part of Scandinavia, but you may be surprised to learn that it is actually not. This is a common mistake made, though, so don't feel bad. People often think that Finland is a part of Scandinavia because of its proximity to other Scandinavian countries and due to the fact that its flag looks similar to other Scandinavian flags. Nevertheless, the truth is that Finland is not a part of Scandinavia. So there you go. Really? See, I didn't know that. And that's actually quite interesting to me. I didn't know that either. And then we have to mention our friend Pugs Wizard has come back into the fold. He is now on uh, double secret probation, but he said, gave us five stars. Hey. Okay, okay, okay. I'll stop. I'm I'm emphasizing some words here. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out. It was heartwarming. I really do love you guys. I just hope you work on putting the footy back in footy prime. And I have to say, this show was very footy heavy. Surprisingly. It was actually, yeah. Was it? Despite well. Dubs' best efforts. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, Puggers, you're welcome back into the fall, pal. Whether you had a bad couple of days or yep. there were a bad couple of pods, probably the latter. <laughs> we do appreciate the five star reviews and everyone please give us reviews and like i said before and i'm going to keep saying it apparently it makes a big difference to a bunch of things um in this modern world of ours um so yeah like us subscribe to us give us nice reviews say what you want about us in the reviews but give us yeah. five stars yes give us the and five then- stars exactly because it does the algorithms do help us continue to grow and continue to bring you our form of content which means more sponsorship, which means we, one day we can afford a good internet connection for Craig. And maybe a new computer. Yeah. Maybe the money from his casket fund should be Craig's computer fund. Yes. Mm. It really that makes should. more sense, right? That's forward thinking. Mm-hmm. So we're up to $35 for his new <laughs> what computer. What kind of computer can we get a, a <laughs> Commodore 64? Not a very good one, apparently. <laughs> I can't even get a cord for that plug. <laughs> Uh, there are some Premier League games today. You can catch those on Fubo TV. You can still subscribe, fubotv.com slash footy prime and uh, sprinkle some of your hard-earned money through tonybets.ca on today's matches. And uh, we're back tomorrow. Now, we have kind of blown our pod load today. So <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow. No, we're going to do tomorrow. We'll figure it <laughs> out. We'll, we'll do it, but I don't know what we're going to do. I, I think we need to ask the question for, your, for our former players. How would they like to go out? Because, um, like dead, yeah, no, just like they, they didn't get to re- every, everyone has association. Such, no one had a, a, a Sinclair story, like everyone just, you know, hey, we're done our career. I would have loved to be in that, I would have lived it up at that Sinclair night if it was for Wonger. Okay, when I'm, you know, like when I retire from Footy Prime, 
we'll we'll get all eight of us together. So, what would so you have done though, Wonger, in that situation? There's a guard of honor, and you're running out onto the field in front of almost fifty thousand people. What's what's Dan Wong doing? I'm high fiving everybody. That I'm bringing <laughs> everybody. I'm bringing everybody to the middle, and I'm saying, "Hey, you couldn't have done this without you, 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 and you." I'm wearing everyone's jersey, so I have a big fat jersey. 17 jerseys on because all the numbers <laughs> and every two minutes I take another one off. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You've given this a lot of thought, haven't you? Hey? You've given this a lot of thought, haven't you? Wow. I got to figure out how I'm exiting footy prime from you. I think we did this before. <laughs> Years ago, Wonga. I think we discussed this before. How we would like to go out, I think. But mm. different crew then. So let's, let's regale it tomorrow. Perhaps. How would you like to... How was your final match experience? Mm. Um, and how would you have liked it to have gone? Okay. Usually on the losing effort, eh? Most of those things, I would think. Probably. Well, in Craig's case, he got fucked over by a club. I think. Yeah. So yeah. that was a good story. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Feel good story. But How did you get? Uh, did you guys see? Like everybody ran out in Sinclair jerseys for warm up, and Singy was wearing a Sophie Schmidt jersey. Yeah, I actually really wrote about that. that. That was so cool. Yeah, that was, that was class. Pure class. Did you write about it, or did you just? Write yeah, I've, I've written class. about it. Oh, okay. For this week's. Uh, because I saw your class comment, which was very yeah. good, very timely, but I didn't know you wrote about it for the trial. I got a lot of reaction to that, but I forgot to write at Footy Prime on it as well. Hmm. So I should have gone class, selfish. then at Footy underscore Prime. Yeah, Fucking, selfish. Fucking selfish. Fucking selfish. All right. That's the final of that. Uh, well, yeah, we're back tomorrow, and we'll talk about what we just talked about and stuff. Okay? Just keep buying newspapers. And, uh, yeah, bye. Thanks for listening. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Beck. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Do you have a cold shower? Yeah, I do. Uh, um, you have a cold shower? Yeah, I know it works. <laughs> you have a nice Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.